broadcaster's view of the recent heatwave. Astonishment, almost, and that kind of disbelief. Is this really going to happen? Extreme conditions, as experienced across the channel. Not a lot of things will keep the farmers from their land and tending to their crops, but the heat was definitely something that did that. And the role of climate change in these unprecedented events. It's virtually impossible for the UK to experience 40 degrees C in an undisrupted climate. It's Friday the 22nd of July and you're listening to Weathersnap from the Met Office. Hello, I'm Claire Nazir. Welcome to Weathersnap, an insider's guide to the weather headlines. The easing of heatwave conditions will come as welcome relief to many across the UK. While some have enjoyed the sunshine, others have suffered catastrophic losses following a series of heat-related fires. The financial cost of this extreme event will be examined for many months. But to get a meteorological take on a week of extraordinary weather, I spoke to fellow forecaster Alex Deacon. Alex, first of all, here at the Met Office, when was the first indication that we might see some record-breaking temperatures? Well, it was a developing situation, as you can imagine. So as early as two weeks previously, so the the 10-day trend, not the previous Wednesday, but the Wednesday before, we knew that uh, the back end of that week, it was going to start to get hot. Obviously, we weren't putting numbers on at that stage, but we we could see a hot spell was on the horizon. When did we first realise that this was actually going to be a reality? It was probably in the middle part of uh, last week when we started to spot that this was a very good chance of these temperatures getting to certainly extreme values and that possibility that 40 degrees could be broken for the first time. Obviously, there's a lot of chat on social media between meteorologists and weather enthusiasts. And yeah, one computer model, the GFS, was in particular very, very keen on developing temperatures over 40 Celsius for a couple of weeks ahead. So we were monitoring that, looking at all the other models. But it was really, I think, yeah, the middle to back end of last week when we were pretty convinced we were going to see something extreme. The other aspect of it, which I suppose was quite extraordinary, was the distribution of that extreme heat. Yeah, that was really remarkable, the, the extent of the heat and the fact that these models early on were, were picking out sites well to the north of London. Normally, there's a little corridor from north London up towards Cambridge. That's that's the hot spot. But this was much more widespread than that. Computer models coming up with 40 degrees as far north as Lincolnshire. Just truly remarkable, the extent of this incredible heat. How did meteorologists and yourself, how did you react to the heat developing and just surging across the UK? When we have these developing situations, I mean, a lot of the time you're just kind of working minute for minute. It, it's a busy, busy time. It's only really after the event you actually acknowledge the fact that 40 Celsius, wow, that's actually happened. When we're putting 40 Celsius on a chart for the first time, you know, that does register, that creates astonishment almost that, that kind of disbelief is this really going to happen so there's a lot of surprise about the place a lot of chitter chatter more so than normal for these busy weather events and then obviously this generated a huge media storm everybody wanted to know how hot it was actually going to get so your team at the met office should i say our team at the met office had to react as you say minute to minute whether it was briefing government to tiktok 
when we have these extreme weather events, everything kind of has to come together. Obviously, there's a certain plan, but every weather event is different. So you've got to be able to adapt and you've got to be able to think about what the impacts are and think quickly. So, yeah, there's there's a lot to do. You have to kind of prioritize things, but also you have to be focused and make sure you've got a, a consistent story. So it's, it's a balancing act and making sure everyone's saying the same thing. But we're also getting out this really important message as widely as we can, as quickly as we can. During the heatwave, there were a lot of questions and a lot of comments about how we messaged this extreme heat. Let me just give you some examples of what people were saying. First of all, people were relating it to the heatwave of 76 and how it's just a similar type of event. Yeah, we had a lot of this feedback, particularly with reference to 76. It always comes up during any hot spell. But the facts are that this wasn't like 76. The highest temperature in 76 was 35.9. 76 was all about the longevity of the heat, but also the drought and the fact that we had very little rainfall. This has been a heat wave of intense proportions, unprecedented temperatures. The highest temperature is almost five degrees higher than the temperature we recorded in 76. This is different level. Another comment was that the red colours on our visual forecasts exaggerated and some implied were alarmist. The fact is that red shading wasn't really meant to be used across the UK because these were unprecedented temperatures. My colleague Aidan McGiven designed those temperatures to be featuring across parts of Spain and North Africa. The temperature profile that those colours represent wasn't expected to reach the UK. So that's why they are that colour. They are unprecedented colours for unprecedented temperatures. Another, these high temperatures were recorded at airports, so not representative. The quality control that goes into our observations is paramount. We're very, very proud of our observation records, some of the best kept and some of the longest lived on the planet. And we take care to, to monitor them at all times. The weather sites at airports are a long way from the planes. They're sitting on grass. I saw a comment on Twitter that actually trying to influence a thermometer from a jet plane 50 to 100 metres away is like trying to boil a kettle with a match. It simply doesn't happen. And that 40 degrees was reached at a number of sites, not just at the airports and as far north as Lincolnshire. And finally, another question. Don't preach to us. We're not a nanny state. Um, you know, a lot of it is common sense. Drink lots of water, stay cool. It's not rocket science, but it needs to be said, Alex, doesn't it? The remit of the Met Office, our motto, if you like, is to help people stay safe and thrive. Now, a lot of the time, our job is to help people enjoy the weather, but sometimes we have to really emphasise that stay safe aspect. And the weather was extreme. So we do have to let people know about that, as well as talking just about the temperatures. Alex Deacon, enjoy your weekend. Take some time, relax. I'm giving you some advice here. Drink lots of water, get some Thank sleep. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much. I look forward to that. In continental Europe, the air mass behind the heatwave brought devastating impacts to Spain and Portugal. This is Spain's second deadly heatwave in less than a month, with temperatures running well into the mid-40s. In France, red heat alerts were issued in 15 departments across the west of the country. Wildfires broke out, with locals describing scenes as apocalyptic. Last weekend, Met Office press officer Stephen Dixon was enjoying a short break in Brittany, 
At that point, the northwestern areas had escaped the worst of the heat. It's Sunday the 17th of July and I'm in France where temperatures early this week are predicted to reach the high 30s and low 40s for much of the country. A raft of warnings have been issued by Meteo France with the focus expected in the southeast. I'm here in Carantec, a small seaside town with a gentle sea breeze where many are expected to come and cool off over the coming days. I just had a catch up with a group of cyclists who are over from Exeter to see how they're coping with the heat. We come across every year, just cycle down to the ferry, cycle on, come over here. The kind of thing you can see us doing at the moment, which is do a sort of 30, 40, 50 mile cycle ride. Obviously it's been, been hot the last few days, it's going to be even hotter Sunday and into Monday as well. So how as a group, obviously being quite active, how do you kind of manage making sure you're looking after yourselves? Yeah, it's, it's a very good point because we're acutely aware, some of us are in our 70s. What we had to do is to amend the routes, and I'm actually the, the navigator, um, so I've just changed routes, made them shorter, deliberately stopped the group under trees quite frequently. You know, don't forget to drink, don't forget to drink. I mean, they actually drink beer very well, but, you know, getting to drink water, you've got to make them do that as well. As in the UK, heat levels in France rose quickly. By Monday, those temperature predictions had become temperature fact. After that piece, the heat significantly ramped up for much of France and even in northern France. What was a refreshing kind of sea breeze that we had in the days previous became very much a wall of air that was that was around everywhere. And it, it was really starting to affect people's lives. The, the warnings uh, by Meteo France were upgraded to red warnings. Could you gauge the reaction to locals? Were they surprised? Obviously, we've seen heat waves across France before. What was their reaction to this? Yeah, I think especially in the area I was in, it definitely uh, created a, a change in behaviour for a lot of people there. The area of Brittany I was in has a lot of farmland and not a lot of things will keep the farmers from their land and tending to their crops. But the heat was definitely something that did that. And even town centres were perhaps quieter than you would have expected for the time of year. We've just talked about how the UK messaged the extreme heat. How did France go about that? I think because, as you said, France, they're no strangers to, to heatwave events, but what they were seeing were temperatures well beyond their normal range, especially in the north. And that wildfire risk was something that they, they picked up very early, that there was a chance of that. And unfortunately, that came to pass in the southwest. Um, so that risk is something the French media were really communicating to the public. And, and undoubtedly, it would have saved lives with some of the red warnings that eventually came into force. Stephen Dixon. This oppressive heat continues to spread across continental Europe with an ongoing risk to health and enhanced threat of wildfires. Heat waves are not a new phenomenon. History books are full of accounts of hot summers and periods of extended drought. However, the frequency and intensity of recent heat waves around the world is now being called into question. Here's climate correspondent Graham Madge. A prominent feature of the recent heat wave has been the figure 40. As heat began to build, scientists, reporters and the public were gripped by the notion that the UK might hit 40 degrees Celsius for the first time in meteorological history. As we now know, that's exactly what did happen, with at least six weather stations observing 40 degrees C or above. But how significant is 40 degrees? Met Office Chief Scientist Professor Stephen Belcher. In some ways, of course, 40 degrees C is an arbitrary figure because we see the impacts of heat waves at lower temperatures. But for me, it's a real reminder that the climate has changed and it will continue to change. 
Research conducted here at the Met Office has demonstrated that it's virtually impossible for the UK to experience 40 degrees C in an undisrupted climate. If climate change has given rise to this new UK heat record, can we expect more of these types of event in future? If we continue under a high emissions scenario, we could see temperatures like this every three years. We're already committed to a level of warming and these extremes will get more extreme in the future. Those increased temperatures won't just be confined to the UK. As this week's heat wave has shown, we are part of a much bigger global weather pattern. The UK heat wave is part of a broader European heat wave. There are actually five locations around the Northern Hemisphere that are showing really hot weather in the Northern Pacific, parts of the US, Europe, mid-Asia and then far east Asia and so this pattern of five heat waves around the world is, is something that's been studied quite a bit by the scientific community and it really shows just how connected our climate is and understanding how those heat waves interact and their persistence is something really important. The concern is that these patterns can persist for longer and so our meteorologists are working really hard to understand just how long those might persist, and particularly the European heat wave, which could affect us going through the summer. So if some level of climate change is unavoidable, what can we do to avoid temperatures soaring even further? The only way that we can stabilise the climate is by achieving net zero. And of course, the UK has made some great strides in that direction already. But we want to stabilise the climate at a safe level, and that means reaching net zero soon. Met Office Chief Scientist, Professor Stephen Belcher. Well, the question for many people here in the UK, will the heatwave return? To answer that for us, Ada McGiven. It will be a hot weekend for some, most notably the southeast of England, but it won't be nearly as hot as it was earlier in the week and the heat won't be nearly as widespread as it was. In fact, towards the northwest, it will often be cool and breezy with rain and showers. Saturday starts off fine for most, but an area of cloud and outbreaks of rain will move in from the west and that will affect the northwest of the UK. It will move into western Scotland, Northern Ireland, northwest England, parts of Wales, and then it will move erratically east. The heaviest rain will be towards the northwest, along with the brisk breeze, and that breeze will be quite gusty over northern hills. So that will make it feel cool, but towards the south and the southeast, actually it's going to stay dry. There'll be some sunshine coming through, and it will feel fairly humid, with temperatures getting up into the low to mid-20s towards the southwest, and mid-20s to high-20s towards the southeast. On Sunday, it's another very warm or hot day in the southeast. But elsewhere across the country, another band of rain will move southeastwards, and this will become heavy and persistent across central parts of England and Wales by the afternoon, with the risk of some heavy showers and thunderstorms towards the northwest of that, particularly for the likes of western Scotland. So all of that will make it feel cool in the northwest, and there'll also be some showers affecting southwestern parts of England. Monday brings with it further showers for northern parts of the UK in particular, again drier further south, and then for most it's drier for Tuesday and Wednesday with just one or two showers still remaining. Just before we go, here's Phoebe Wu with last week's highs and lows. Here are the weather extremes for week beginning Monday the 11th of July to Sunday the 17th of July. The highest maximum temperature 
was recorded on Sunday at Hawarden in Flintshire when the mercury rose to 33 degrees Celsius. This is one of the four days last week when temperatures across the UK exceeded 30 degrees. The lowest minimum temperature occurred during the early hours of Saturday the 16th at Estelmuir in Dumfries and Galloway, where 3.6 degrees Celsius was recorded. Many parts of the country had another very dry week. Aknagat in the Northwest Highlands received the most rainfall with a reading of 12.8 millimetres on Tuesday. Finally, the sunniest place was Exeter in Devon, where 15 hours of sunshine occurred on Monday the 11th. Thanks, Phoebe. That's it for Weather Snap. I'm Claire Nazir. Editor is Adrian Holloway. Weather Snap is a podcast by the UK Met Office. For the latest weather conditions where you are, download the Met Office Weather app.